Hi, Pastor Greg here. I am the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church in Montana. You are listening to the live Sunday service that streams most Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. If you would like to listen to past broadcasts, you can find us at www.agjordanmt.com. You can find links for our live broadcast as well as links to past broadcasts. Look for Jordan Assembly of God Church on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, or Spotify. Or if you like to watch the service, you can follow the video links and subscribe to be notified when we go live. We are doing a series on both letters written to the Christians in Thessalonica called Thessalonians. So without further introduction, Thessalonians. Well, we are on 1 Thessalonians part 6, and the title of this is Wrestling for the Sake of Others. And uh, we have been going through and we have been talking about witnessing the gospel message with character, which is the fruit of the Spirit, and then also with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is interesting in the fact that the Holy Spirit, he's, he's not the debater. People don't go to the Holy Spirit to debate. We love to debate things. You can't debate things with, with the Holy Spirit because he literally points out the errors. He literally will, will come down and basically display the truth because he is speaking truth into things. And so he also leads into all truth as well, too. And then also witnessing with grace, that divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in, in our lives. And then allowing the effect that God has upon our lives and allow it to affect us. Remember, affect is that word that basically means to look at something that is not natural for me to do and then to model our model my life after that. That's what affect means. So when we allow an event or something that has happened that God has done in our lives, that's an event. But it's when we allow that event to affect Affect us to change our character, to allow God to work upon our, our hearts, um, allowing that and becoming witnesses in that. And then last week, we talked about substance. We talked about not vanity, that truth is the substance, that it's not vain, it's not vanity, it's actually the meaning of life. And truth must be sought after. Okay, this is where the, the putting the, the boots on the ground and actually doing that. And in order to have substance, you need to strive for it. You need to actually think about it. You need to go after it. And in order for there to be meaning, you need to want it. See, God's doing all this work in your heart and in your life. It's learning to want that and there's like one pastor that says, sometimes you have to pray for the want to, to want to, to want to, but you kind of have to have that. It's like, when I came here and I was driving, I wanted to go five miles or 10 miles over the speed limit. And then I had that one time where that police officer stopped me and he was the character of that police officer was so neat 
so amazing. And this is, and, and you do what you wish. I'm not putting this on anybody, but this is how I took it. The character of that police officer was so much a witness that I never wanted to be pulled over for speeding ever again. Not because of meanness, not because of how badly I was treated, but because of how good I was treated and because of the character of the person. And I never wanted to do that. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not. But I, I, my want to is not to want to go over the speed limit. So you got to want it for there to be meaning. And to find victory, you got to wrestle. You got to be willing to find that identity. You got to be willing to, because our flesh loves to get exactly what it wants. It wants what it wants. And we have got to be willing to basically say, no, I'm going to go this way. And so you may ask, what is wrestling? Okay, so this is how, just so, so that you understand this, that when we wrestle, when, when we're following after Jesus, if Jesus is, tr is truth, I need to speak truth. Okay, if I'm filled with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is pointing out errors, I need to live the correction. I need to live the correction. I just don't mark the things wrong on my paper and then say, that's enough. But when the things are wrong marked on the paper, I'm like, okay, that needs to be corrected. Grace that I have been given for forgiveness is not a permission to sin. It's an ability for me to be forgiven. God's grace upon my life is an ability for me to be able to be forgiven. It's not permission to continue to do it. But here's also another thing too, is that we've been asked to also forgive others. So it also means that give others the ability to find forgiveness. And that is where the character of God is absolutely positively needed. Because there are certain individuals that are really easy to forgive and there are certain individuals that are very difficult to forgive. So when it says the divine influence upon my heart, the, that grace, that divine influence upon my heart and its reflection in my life, meaning me reflecting the grace that God has given me to other people, giving them the ability to be able to find forgiveness is a thing. Now, I'm not saying that you have to hang out with them. I'm not saying that you need to be around them. I'm not saying that. Don't put extra added things to that. All I'm saying is that in your heart, your willingness to allow them to find forgiveness is important. So, which brings us into our verse for today, which is Luke 11, 9 through 13. And it says this, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. 
If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will, you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for this time. And as we enter into this service, Father, I pray that we may honor you with our hearts and with our minds. And I pray, Father, for any of those that are listening, I pray, Father, that you may be with them and bless them and keep them. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Can you imagine a world where nothing needs to be cleaned? Right? I wish, right? Yeah, exactly. Can you process a moment where you do not have to do anything? Can you process that? It seems like everybody's kind of going for that vacation-wise and everything. In this world, if you strive for something in this world, you can succeed. You can, in the world's mind, you can actually succeed in life and whatever. But here's also another thing, though. You will always want more. Turns out the people who have a lot of money, guess what? They want more. The people who have, who have arrived, quote-unquote, want more. Now, let's say, though, also in the exact opposite of this, what if the person, you completely ignore it, you shove it aside, I'm not going to be a part of that, I'm not going to be part of the, the, what other people do, I'm not going to do that, or whatever. Well, for one, you're going to frustrate a lot of the people who are actually trying to do things in the world, and that's going to be there, so you're going to frustrate that. But also, you're going to work even, you're going to work just as hard to not comply with what the world is, is going because you're going to still, guess what, want more. You can want in one hand and, and it's, it's just not going to, it's just going to be as empty as the other hand. And the need to strive for, to wrestle with, to seek after is so built into the world and it's a consequence of the knowledge of good and evil. The evil and the darkness is easy around. If you want to actually seek the world and whatever, take your pick. There's multiple different things. Some of them have, have consequences. Some of them don't have consequences. Some of them have good consequences. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you can actually do. But there's only one good. There's only one way. And there is no shade to truth. It's not partial truth. It's all truth. There is no, there's nothing there. There's grace. And we spoke about that this morning, about how the fact that there is grace and God has grace upon our lives in the effect that it, he changes us. But there is no shade to truth. So to stand for, follow after, or pursue what is good takes effort. To do anything that matters takes effort. To do anything that, that has substance to it that's not vain or, or not vanity, it takes an effort. To have victory, it takes an effort. So as a follower of Christ, 
it is not, the question is not how perfect you are because perfection is found in Christ. It's about are you willing to? Are you willing to wrestle? Are you willing to strive? Are you willing to seek? And this, and here's also another thing too is, and this is, this is what catches people. Are you willing to long for? What does long for mean? The best way to actually picture this is this. When you are looking forward to doing something, that that's all that is in your mind to do, good or bad, the longing for. And so my statement to you as a follower of Christ, the question is not if you're perfect or not because perfection comes from God. He's working within you. But are you willing to wrestle, to strive, to seek? Are you willing to long for what is good? It is very difficult to long for that which is good. I'll give an example, real-world example. <clears throat> if I'm on a diet... Greg, why do you bring up diets? Because it's something I struggle with. Okay. If I am on a diet, amazingly enough, I long for what I what I can't have. That's what I long for. I long for the chocolate. Okay? Give me the chocolate. Don't put Reese's peanut butter cups in front of me because I kid you not, I will eat the entire package. The 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 raspberry filled uh, uh like like white covered don't oh I can't, but I long for that. And so my question for you, so if you, if you kind of get what I'm trying to get at here, are you, are you willing to say, you know what, I want to do good so much that I long for doing good. That I can't even imagine doing anything else but doing good. Like, Greg, I'm not there. Remember what I said this morning. Sometimes you have to pray for the want to, to want to, to want to, but you need to seek it out because here's the thing. The character that God is developing within you needs to reflect to other people. It needs to reflect, and you're only going to do that is if you strive with basically yourself. If you are willing to wrestle the desires that you have that the flesh wants to do and get away with its own thing rather than to actually long for good. But at some point in time, just like when I met that, that police officer and I couldn't think of anything because of the way that police officer treated me, not meanly, not, not horribly, but that police officer had so much, he was so good, I never ever wanted to disobey a law. I never wanted to get pulled over by the police, not because I was worried about the police, but because I didn't want to disrespect that man. And I don't even know who he is. I don't know his name. I met him one time. I wouldn't know him at all if he walked down and walked down the street. It's the longing for. It's the longing for. So the people in Thessalonica we're pursuing good so much that if you will actually flip over to 1 Thessalonians, and we're going to continue on in, in chapter 2, and we're in verse 13. 
And the very first, and, and, and in verse 13 it says this, For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. You'll notice that there are, there are three things there in that verse right there. You will find truth, you will find the word, and you'll find believe. Those three things, truth, the Holy Spirit leads into truth, proof positive the Holy Spirit is leading. You have the word of God, well, the word became flesh, so you have the evidence of Jesus in their life, and then you have the belief. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you are saved. You have all the evidence of a redeemed person that is pursuing a relationship with God. This is evidence that is coming out, the fruit of the Spirit that is coming out for a person who is standing for, for a person who is wrestling with, for a person who is following after. And Greg, that's a lot of real, whole lot of statements. Where are you getting that? Well, if you read on in verse 14, for you brethren became imitators. And in King James Version, it says followers. I have a very good friend of mine who, 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 who pointed that out to me one day. For you, brethren, became imitators or followers of the churches of God, which are in Judea in Christ Jesus. For you also suffered the same things from your own countrymen, just as they did from the Judeans. Okay, so you became followers of us. You became imitators of that. Did they imitate? Was it, was it their singing that they were imitating? Was it... How, how, you know, how many prayer services that they had, what kind of kids group they had, what kind of thing. No. They imitated the very character of the people. Why? Because they suffered the same exact thing that the other church was. That was the comparison. We know that you are actually following in our footsteps when it comes to things because you are not allowing the ideas and opinions or even the things that people are coming against you because you're standing for what is truth. You are standing on the character, not on the things done. And I will tell you that the greatest issue that I have seen in my walk and going from church to, you know, being in different churches, there are so many people that will make the comment, I want to go to that church and I want to take from that church and I want to bring it over here. What they mean is I want to take what they're doing, how they're doing it and everything, and I want to apply it to this church. Wrong. The only way that you can do that is find out what is the character of the people where God is working so much and find out what's going on with that character and then maybe actually come over and apply that character? Turns out not to other people. Me. If I see a character that I'm saying, you know what, that character of, of, that I'm seeing, that evidence of Christ in that person, I, you know what, God has been working on me in that realm. That's what I need. Go for it. Go for it. It's not about making a church or a building or a people look like somebody else. Because there's only one image that's being developed in your heart, and that's God's image, that's Christ that's being developed in you. 
That's your character. That is the character of the church. That is the character of, of who they are. The identity, they identified themselves with that church. And that is a struggle. Identity is a struggle because character, it takes a lot to look upon something that is not natural for you and to mold your life after it. It is difficult to allow the effect that God is having upon your life to have an effect upon you. Like, Greg, what do you mean? It is not natural for me to love my enemies. It is not natural for me to forgive other people. And I know, Greg, you've said that over and over again. Yeah, and I'm going to keep on saying it because this is something that we deal with every single day. Love people around. To think that we can find our identity without seeking, without searching, without disciplining ourselves goes against all reality. It is only by striving for and wrestling with that we find identity. So much so, and I want you need to keep your hand in Thessalonians, have, have something to mark it, because we're going to fly all the way over to the very beginning. And we're going to go to Genesis 32. What's interesting to me about this is Jacob was so afraid of Esau, as you're flipping your pages and getting there, Jacob and Esau did not have a really good relationship in any way, shape, or form. There's a lot of things that was done. Jacob did not treat his brother very well in, in any way. There's a lot of nasty feelings, and they had been gone away for many years. Uh, just to kind of give you an idea, Esau's last statement that Jacob remembers is the fact that Esau wanted to kill him. So I'm just you know putting that out there. There's not a, there's not a whole lot of love going on right here. And so... What's interesting about this portion, about Jacob and Esau, which, by the way, just to kind of wrap that all up, it, it turned out okay. There was other issues that, that happened later, but between Jacob and Esau, that did not happen. But in verse 24, right in the middle, it says this, Jacob was left alone. He's right about the very next day he's going to meet Esau. And Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him. Who's this man? We don't know how he got there. We don't know how he showed up. We just know that there was this man. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go. This is Jacob saying this. I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. Now, you may not know this, but Jacob means to supplant. Jacob means to hold on to a heel. Jacob means to, to has that, has that um, replacement, to supplant, to replace with. And he said, in verse 28, he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob. But Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Well, Israel, that Hebrew word has two, two foundations. One is prince and the other is mighty. And the word Israel in that terminology, if you look it up, means God will prevail. Or, and or, believe it or not, God strives. God wrestles with. God works out. 
Jacob's very identity changed that day. His identity changed. And Jacob asked, saying, Tell me your name, I pray. And he said, Why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Jacob needed help. He needed peace. He needed assurance. God came with power, the Holy Spirit. He shared him truth and God's authority, his character. He met them right, he met him right there. It is by identity with God that you find strength. It is by identity with God that you are able to handle those things that are so dangerous. It's like, why is that so very important? Well, if you flip back over into Thessalonians, Paul continues on after verse 14. He continues on and starts talking about the fact that those same people that just like the church um, in, in, uh, in Judea were being, were being persecuted, that he said that the people that were persecuting them, in verse 15 it says, who killed both the Lord Jesus, listen to this, who killed both the Lord Jesus and their own prophets and have persecuted us, and they do not please God and are contrary to all men, forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they may be saved, so as always to fill up the measure of their sins, but wrath has come upon them to the uttermost. But see, that didn't stop Paul, the thought of danger of death, the thought of danger of being thrown in prison, the thought of, of doing that didn't stop Paul because in verse 17 we find that, but we, brethren, having been taken away from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavored more eagerly to see your face with great desire. Therefore we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us. There's a battle going on there. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For you are our glory and joy. The extent with the, which, which the world persecutes the truth when your character is found in God, when your identity is found in God, when you're empowered by God, what the world is doing isn't going to matter because what you're focusing is on the ministry of Jesus Christ. You're focused on because what is our glory and what is our joy is to see other people. See, my salvation, I don't question my salvation when it comes to this. My pursuit of God and my personal relationship with God is between God and I. My greatest desire is for people to see and be and have that relationship with God through Christ in such an amazing way. And the only thing that I'm responsible for is how I pursue, how I struggle. Remember my question, are you willing to? 
Are you willing to? The people you are around are worth the struggle. The world is worth striving for, wrestling in pursuit of truth. Because here's the thing. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 13, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. The reason why we're fighting there, it says, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. The reason why we stand, the reason why we strive for, the reason why we work is not to get more saved. It is to actually live and follow after so that other people would be able to have the ability to come to know Jesus. Our witness of Jesus is, turns out, our life. The best witness of Jesus Christ is a person who is in pursuit of of Jesus is following after Jesus who's having a character after Jesus and that takes effort are you willing to because that's what it means to know Jesus if you say I'm a Christian the world is full of people who say, and all they are important is the outside. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm really tired of that representation of the outside being the only importance, because the inside is what's important. Your life is such an important part, and the people around you are so very important. So then... Follow the Holy Spirit in all truth, for that is where substance is found. Find your identity in Christ by following after and striving for. For there you will find meaning to life. You don't know, want, you want to know meaning to life? You want to have something that's actually substantial? That's where meaning is. That you'll never go wrong. Wrestle with the things that fight against the truth, for you will find victory. What are some of the things that, that are, are strong points? Some of those things might very well be how you react to other people. That might be a struggle. Some things to pursue. Ask. Remember the whole ask. Ask to be led into truth where substance is. Seek truth where Christ is. Then there's this other one. Remember ask, seek. Everybody remember the third Knock. Here's something interesting about it. You see that picture where Jesus is knocking on a door to enter in, but what is interesting about the scripture verse is that the scripture verse basically says, knock and the door will be open to you. You don't knock for somebody to enter your own house. You knock so that you might enter in. 
So I, I, I'm going to present a little bit different perspective on this. There is a door there for you to knock at. There is a door there for you to enter in, to abide in, so that you can actually find that relationship with him. And you abide in him as in John 15.4. And this, I promise, is my last verse. At least according to my notes. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it stays in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Are you willing? Are you willing? Our joy in Christ is, is having others find Christ. Other people are worth the struggle. Why do you wrestle? For others. Is this really even all that shocking? Because it really shouldn't be. Jesus came to this earth for you and for me. Jesus lived and died for you and for me. Jesus hung on that cross, and if you think the nails kept in there, you'd be wrong. But he didn't stay dead. He rose again. So that you might know what true forgiveness and what true life really truly means. So why do we wrestle? It's not for me. Why do we struggle? So that others might know. So that others might know. Why? Because that's our hope and our joy. So Paul says, you are our hope and our joy. We're so, we, and we're going to even get into it, he goes even deeper, is that the fact that they took the message and that they following after the message, they following after that relationship with God was so very important. What would it be like if you took your neighbor as so important to you that you made sure that they were the ones that got taken care of before you even thought about yourself? That they were more important than even you at that point? Because that's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus didn't have to leave the heavens, but yet his father sent his son, and his son obeyed, and his son here, and son chose. It just... There's so many things that we as Christians need to understand. And the question becomes, are you willing to wrestle? Next week, we're going to be getting into 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. We're going to be going into part 7. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day and I want to thank you for this time. 
I pray, Father, that you be glorified in our hearts and in our minds. And I pray, Father, that you be honored. And I pray, Father, that we may find that relationship with you that changes hearts and minds, that we might pursue you, Father, that we may show the love of Christ to others, that we may show the grace that you show us to others. I thank you, Father, for everything you do and who you are. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. I hope that you enjoyed it. To follow along with this series, you can go to www.agjordanmt.com and following the links for current and past broadcasts. I hope that you have a wonderful day.